Hello, fellow law nerds. Welcome to our end of the year episode of Boom Lawyered, a Rewire News Group podcast hosted by the legal journalism team that wishes you a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a super sweet Kwanzaa, and that's it. And a happy Festivus for the rest of us, obviously. I'm well, Rewire News Group's editor at large, Imani Gandhi. And I'm Jess Piclo, Rewire News Group's executive editor. Rewire News Group is the one and only home for expert repro journalism that inspires you to just be done with the year, folks. It's been a lot. We got nothing left to prove. Call it, all right? And the Boom Lawyered podcast is part of that mission. So a big thanks to our subscribers and a welcome to our new listeners and viewers. So since the Supreme Court has demolished the constitutional right to abortion, nonsense around reproductive rights in this country is at an all-time high. Seriously. In our 10 years as the only national media nonprofit focused exclusively on this issue, we have never seen anything like it, folks. It's bananas. But thanks to you, we've been able to continue delivering top-notch news and analysis on one of the most critical human rights struggles of our lifetimes. Now, we're the experts, but it's your support that makes our work possible, especially at historic moments like this one. And we are counting on all our passionate and loyal audience to continue to power our coverage. Just go to rewirenewsgroup.com slash donate. That's rewirenewsgroup.com slash donate to give what you can today, please. Plus, if you give $100 or more, you will receive one of these awesome 10th anniversary Rewire News Group messenger bags. Hold on. I got it. Check it out. These bags. I want one of these bags. These bags are phenomenal. A hundred bucks gets you one of these. Like, check this out. It's legitimately really cool. Hold on. Like, (laughs) that's a good bag. That's a solid good bag. That's not one of those cheap tote bags that you'll get from some of those other organizations. (laughs) Not at all. Like, I use that bag. So thank you, folks, for your support. A little bit more gets you something like that. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. It's been a wild year, Jess. A wild year. I think we can both agree on that. And somehow Roe versus Wade being overturned isn't the most bananas thing that's happened this year, right? Like, how is that possible? It seems like that happened last year, but it didn't. It happened this year. And I also think the fact that it wasn't the wildest thing might have something to do with the fact that, I don't know. Sam Alito is this like total conservative partisan hack who has gone off the rails and does things like leak opinions to his friends for funsies, <laughs> right? Like, I don't know, like, let's come over for a glass of wine and hey, have you seen the row opinion? Like, that's what we have going on. I mean, like, let's let's revisit this for a second, right? Because all year, you and I, the folks at Rewire News Group, we were ramping up. Like, we were on it. We said this was going to be the year that the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. We weren't going to get a coward's compromise. They weren't going to do half measures like some folks in media were thinking. They were really going to go for it. We were, we were braced for that. And you were the first person to call it, by the way. I'm going mm-hmm. to say that again because I was like, did that happen this year or last year? No, that was literally, you were the first person to call it. This is the case that's going to end row. I was, I was. Back in 2020, whatever year that was. I don't even know. What, what is time anyway? It is a joke. Can we stop with the time stuff? Why are we still keeping time? 
Let's just move on in different ways, parallel universes so, <laughs> and pocket so dimensions. Do you remember, like, we were, we were, our our entire focus was on this moment in yes. the summer. We were, like, gathering our resources, thinking really creatively about how we were going to help folks through this moment. And then the opinion leaked. Like, it just it, took it the just wind leaked. out of our sails. It just leaked. <laughs> and, like, I'm not saying Sam Alito leaked it. But I am saying Sammy the Leak isn't a bad nickname, as some of our law nerd and law fam or law podcast friends have said on Twitter. Like Sammy the Leak has a nice little ring to it, right? But let's talk about that because you know I want to walk down memory lane a little bit. Right? (laughs) Do a little Wayne's World there. Picture it. May 3rd, 2022. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? That's the day that you and I went to dinner with our boss, Galena Espinosa, our yep. boss and fearless leader. We hadn't seen her since June Medical Service. Do you remember June Medical Services? Yeah. In March 2020, those oral arguments. That was the last, that was the last time I've been on a plane. The last <laughs> good day for abortion rights at the Supreme Court. Yes, the last good day. And so here we are. Gathered at a at a nice restaurant in Denver, yucking it up, having some drinks, talking about whatever it is that people talk about when they do such things. And then we get your phone start. Your phone starts beeping. My phone starts beeping. Even Galena's phone starts beeping. And what do we see? Politico has announced that this opinion has leaked. And I remember, I think your first response was, we need a round of port. <laughs> So we got a round of port. I don't even drink port. I'm a fancy bitch, but I'm not that fancy a bitch. <laughs> but I was that night. <laughs> Look, some moments require a round of port. We were at the dessert end of the meal anyway. So <laughs> it was really, it was, it was a lot, but that's exactly it. I mean, we were like, first of all, is this real? Very quickly ascertained, yes, it's real. And then took in the moment, which was there were the words on the page. Yeah. You know, Roe was wrongly decided. So it's Planned Parenthood versus Casey. And we're throwing it back. And so nasty. And so nasty. Uh, <sighs> well, since then... We've been going whole hog on preparing you for what's next, right? We really have. We're including talking about a case about pork and how it had to do with abortion. We literally went whole hog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Right? Okay. This year. This year, I mean, so since then, we've talked about, you know, Merrill versus Milligan, the voting rights case. And we've talked about Moore versus Harper, the independent state legislature case. Students for Fair Admission versus Harvard and UNC, the Affirmative Action case, the ICWA case, Burkine v. Holland, 303 Creative, the, LG- we've, the LGBTQ case. We've talked about all these cases. We've prepared you. We've explained to you how these cases that are going to be ruled on in the spring mm-hmm. form this like, they're like patches on a white Christian quilt. You know what I mean? Like a white That's Christian evangelical quilt. <laughs> these yes. cases are patches on the worst freaking quilt you could possibly think of. <laughs> Oh, the good news is, folks, we're not going to talk about all of those cases in this episode because you know what? We've talked about them. We're kind of tired of talking about them right now. You're probably tired of hearing about them in the moment. You know what's at stake right now. We will revisit them again throughout the series. We don't really want to end the year with the doom and gloom of looking back. We're going to bring some doom and gloom looking forward (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I'm kidding. But we are going to read some tea leaves and tap into our Cassandra of the Courts psychic energy. Ooh. Why do you think I'm dressed as a fortune teller? This is as close <laughs> to like witchy vibes as I get. I'm giving right? fortune teller, guys. I'm not in athleisure. Please clap. <laughs> That's true. That's true. She's not in performance wear. So, you know, this is a big step forward for her. <laughs> All right. So, you know, Amani, I'm going to go first, okay? Okay. Um, okay. That's it. I've been thinking about this a lot, and it was actually really helpful that we started with um, the Alito leak and sort of revisiting that whole time and the vibe, because another part of the vibe of that opinion was just what a throwback everything in it is, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. citing 1600 common law, like Prince, what? Right? Yeah. In the year 2022, like all of it was just very old school in the like colonial old school kind of way. Colonial right? old school. Yeah. Yeah. It right. Was. <laughs> Sam Alito seems to be feeling himself in this space. So I think he is going to institute a rule because he's functionally the chief justice now. I mean, that's how he's that's behaving. True. I think he's going to force uh, both the justices and the advocates who appear before him to start wearing barrister wigs again. No. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. We First are returning all, to the days of the white powder barrister wigs. First of all, I have some serious issues with barrister wigs vis-a-vis -vis black people. <laughs> right? As you should. <laughs> because A, black people don't look good in barrister wigs. And B, I feel like black people should be exempt from having to wear them. Like, I know there are white people out there who think barrister wigs, like in the UK and Canada, they wear barrister wigs and they think it's embarrassing. You should have to wear them as a form of reparations to us. And we don't have to wear them because we're never going to get That's any money. That's actually amazing. We're not going to get any money. So you guys have to wear the barrister wigs and black folks get to wear. We can wear turbans, dreadlocks, yes. Yes. cornrows. Like, whatever. We can wear our hair the way we want to. Reparations. Think about it. We could probably yep. get congressional action on that. It doesn't cost the taxpayer anything. Nope. Just saying. You know white folks like to do revolutionary cosplay? They'll put on a barrister wig. Are you kidding me? You know what else white folks love to do? What? Touch black people's hair. <laughs> so I'm going to go. I'm going to talk to you about my prediction. Oh. Right? Oh. <laughs> wow. This my is a pivot. <laughs> My prediction is KBJ and ACB are going to somehow become friends. They're going to form a friendship around black hair, right? Because maybe ACB is going to see Kate is going to see Kataji Brown Jackson's hair and think, wow, her, her braids are beautiful. Are those box braids? What kind of braids are those? And she's going to ask questions. She might reach out, get her hand slapped down, right? Right. But oh, KBJ God. seems like the kind of person who'd be willing to talk to a white lady about braids, especially if she feels like she could be doing Amy's kids a favor. Right. Because I don't think Amy's sitting at home cornrowing her kids hair. Right. She's got black children. Yeah. What what a nice moment it would be for the Barrett family to sit around the, the hearth, the fire and just cornrow some hair. <laughs> 
right? I want this for Amy Coney Barrett's family. And I want Kataji Brown Jackson to be the person who makes that happen for the Barrett family. And while that's happening, while she's got her hands in her black kid's hair, maybe her black kids can talk to her about, you know, affirmative action and about, you know, white supremacy and some of these other things. Maybe... Maybe we can make ACB go woke in the like right wing way of woke. Not she can't go black woke. Black woke is still black woke. Yes. But she can go white woke. I'm just saying it all starts with hair. It does all start with hair. I am speechless. I love <laughs> this image, right? Like yes. it's and I feel like Amy Coney Barrett would be very receptive to this because I, it's, I, it's maternal. It's yes. domestic. Yes. It's calling in some proper roles of the family that yes. still retain power. Yes, and thinking exactly. of the way braids were used in enslaved communities to like literally send messages of freedom mm-hmm. to other folks. That's, a, that's some powerful stuff. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Let that so, sink in. <laughs> okay. So I, I got another one for you. Okay. Hit me. So, you know, I like the West, Uh, uh, you know, I like some mountains and some of the trains and like that whole thing. Right. And you know that I'm a little bit of a court nerd, folks. Like I like that history. And I've been thinking about just truly all of the court reform that needs to happen. We've talked about needing to unpack the court. Right. All of this. What if, though, Amani, instead of going to court reform that way, we looked back and said, you know what, justices, it's time to get you riding circuit again, oh, like the old days, okay? Circuit riding. Can we make them do it on circuit a Circuit riding. <laughs> back in the old days, judges and justices used to literally ride the circuit. They would go from locality to locality to hear cases, and that's how we got the modern-day circuit court system. Judges were on horseback riding circuit. And so I want to see Kyle Duncan on a horse, right? Riding from Houston to New Orleans. Make him do that ride if he's going to strip trans folks of rights, for example. Like, make, make them, him do Make it. them ride through the communities that they are decimating as they say, hey, gay exactly. folks, you can't have cakes baked for you or websites built for you, right? Yeah, I like, I like that imagery. It's that absurd. And let's take it a step further. We've got these, like, limitations on oral arguments at the Supreme Court, screw it. They're not abiding by them anyway. Supreme Court oral arguments used to just be a free-for-all. Let's bring it back. Why did the affirmative action arguments last only one day? They should have lasted all week. Why are we still not in oral arguments for 303 Creatives? We should still be listening to Sam Alito ask yeah. questions about Black Santa. Oh, my God. I'm kidding. It is a gift that we are not. It really is a gift. But I kind of like that, you know, because it's, kind of it's kind of in line with what my prediction is, right? Oh. Like, just the court isn't really behaving the way the court is supposed to behave, no. right? The court is taking cases it doesn't have to take. It's issuing advisory opinions. Member 303 Creative. That lady's not even making wedding websites. But she's like, I might someday. And I'd like the Supreme Court to tell me that I can discriminate at some point in the future. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We've got the affirmative action cases. They had oral arguments for literally five hours. (laughs) Five goddamn hours. 
absolutely unnecessary. And part of the reason why is because the Supreme Court is just relitigating the facts. Mm -hmm. Like, listeners, the Supreme Court is not a fact finder. They are not a fact finder. But you know what? Maybe they should be. Maybe we should have bench trials in the Supreme Court. Ooh. Could you imagine? Could you imagine having to do a bench trial between those nine? Oh my God. (laughs) Justice Kegstan taking judicial notice of anything? Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Take judicial notice of this. (laughs) Oh God. I mean, I can imagine him doing keg stands in, you know, like as a sidebar. Sidebar, keg stands, let's turn it into a whole thing. Maybe this is a restaurant idea, actually. We'll, we'll we'll meet offline about that, Amani. I mean, but truly, yeah. though, the one thing that this term has really driven home is the degree, for the justices at least, that the arguments really are about appealing to their ego, their mm-hmm. sense of, you know, sort of achievement and superiority for being a Supreme Court justice. Like, good job, folks. That is truly an accomplishment. But we're not getting to the meat of the matter in any of these cases anymore. And it's just a big ego parade yeah it is an ego parade and it's like they're doing so many bad things and they're doing it so untransparently like they're just in the shadows yeah overturning rights you know what i mean out of the the, the out of the daylight out of the sunlight you yep. know sunlight is a disinfectant the supreme court is rotting from the inside we need, it really we need more sunlight in there it really is so yeah. I have a not so fun prediction. I have actually one that's serious. I know. Okay. All right. Let's get. We're trying to do this. And look, first of all, Amani, thank you for at the upfront saying that I was the first journalist to say that Dobbs was going to be the case that overturned Roe versus Wade. You are very good at writing for me like that. I appreciate it, listeners and viewers. I really think that we will see the possibility of the right to birth control being overturned this year, 2023, on the shadow docket of the Supreme Court. On the shadow docket? On the shadow docket. Okay, let's talk about this. Where's the case going to come from? Probably Texas, Northern District of Texas. Yeah? It's going to come out of Texas. It's going to come out of Texas, folks. Um, uh, I wrote about this case, actually, in the last episode or edition of the fallout of the Rewired News Group's newsletter for the year. It's a case out of Texas, DeAndra versus Becerra. And it is absolutely designed. It is a cooked up case to strike at the heart of Title X, which is the federal uh, family planning program that provides access to low-cost, sometimes free, birth control, uh, and comprehensive uh, sex ed where possible. Um, There is a lawsuit cooked up by our friends at the Alliance Defending Freedom before Trump Judge Kazmarek. Kazmarek, we haven't landed on how we say his name yet. We'll figure that out. Um, that objects to Texas administering its uh, Title X program on the basis of this Christian father's parental rights to raise his children free from the horrors of potentially accessing birth control. So it's a religious rights and parental rights case attacking uh, Title X. There's an initial order in the case that says that this can move forward, and there's briefing happening to say whether or not the program will get blocked. 
this feels very much like SB8, Amani, and that is yeah. the Texas bounty hunter law that sort of came out of nowhere on the litigation docket and truly was the case that overturned Roe before Dobbs because the Supreme Court justices let it take effect on the shadow docket. So that's my that's my real no fund one. And you heard it here, folks. Yeah, and you're probably right. You're probably right. And you know, and and I, you know, a decade ago when I first got into this business, I would have been like, "That's insane. That's crazy." But I lived through the birth control benefit wars. Yeah, right. I lived through the court saying, "Hey, corporation, you can express religious feeling. You don't have to provide birth control to your employees." So. Yeah, yeah, why not let a Christian father sue on the basis of religious religious freedom? Not, I mean, it's it's preposterous, but this is the world we live in now, right? Yeah, it is, it is. And this is one of the cases next year that we will be talking quite a bit about. There's another case also, um, surprisingly enough, out of Texas in front of the same judge that looks to strike at medication abortion. So yeah. 2022 is the year that overturned Roe versus Wade. 2023 will be the year that conservatives really go for it in terms of the wild restrictions and trying to push fetal personhood. Oh, boy. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs> your, your favorite boom lawyer nerds. Well, look, it's going to be great. It's been a rough year, but we got through it. We right? did. Like, I feel like that deserves a round of applause because we got through this year and it was bananas and it's still bananas. I yeah. mean, it's it's probably going to go on being bananas right up until the end. So congratulate yourself. Love yourself. Love us. Seriously. Love each other. I don't know. <laughs> just have just everyone love everyone. It's it's the holidays. It's like the season of love and giving and also grievances. Don't forget about the yes, and grievances. You got to have a balance. You got to have a balance of love and grievances. <laughs> oh, thanks for riding with us this year, folks. It has been a hell of a ride. But also, keep riding with us. Don't forget about us. Don't forget about us. You should follow us. Well, me at Angry Black Lady, Jess at Hegemommy, H E G E M O M M Y. Follow Rewire News Group on Twitter. And on Instagram, and I was gonna say in your basement, like we're in your basement for some reason. <laughs> I, this is this is the point at which YouTube. I say, Jess, what, what? Yeah, YouTube. Follow YouTube. us on the YouTube's. Follow, follow us on the YouTube's. YouTube.com/slash Rewire News Group. What are we gonna do, Jess? Get me off camera. What am I doing here? <laughs> we are gonna see you on the tubes, folks. See you on the tubes, folks. 